game. Ah! Vandal, what's up? Vandal, Vandal, attack. Vandal, they're trying they're trying to oh no, it's the FBI Vandal. They're they're breaking down the door. They're they're banning leftist gamer podcasts. <laughs> and we're, we're the first on the list. We're the top of the, <laughs> the top of the chart. Oh damn it. We're 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 sort of the gamer dudes uh, version of Red Scare. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Never mind, actually. Would you please arrest us? Yeah, please take oh. us to jail. Now now that I realize what we are, we should be arrested. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun new Lauren Bo- uh, hot new Lauren Bobert tweet just dropped <laughs> oh wow hey you know I started a new segment on Shoom Room called the Bobert Rapport and uh, <laughs> someone made a graphic for me oh I, I got, saw I got, it shouts out to that team. person that graphic shouts looks great to, I don't even I don't I never even had to learn how to meme guys they're doing it for me yeah never had to learn how to buy a PS5 never had to learn how to make your own <laughs> graphics this fucking chat is taking care of everything I'm living in a gilded age of grapes and uh, fainting couches <laughs> The yep. the two main rich people things. Um, so Lauren Bober today, here's what she said. She said, "Do you prefer a wall around DC or a wall around our border?" <laughs> a, um, a question that presumes so many things that are just not true. <laughs> I listen. What she suggests this, this reveals that she's a little bit of a weeb because she's suggesting an attack on Titan wall structure uh, of <laughs> of three circumference rings. Of course, within each wall are Titans. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, listen. Bobert's a content creator. Okay, every day you're going to get a little bit of content. People people think. Bobert is the prime example of how the news isn't going to go back to normal ever because <laughs> like, yeah, like there was this like reality TV show president, but now there's all the spinoffs. OK, <laughs> like it's like just because the like there it's not like there was no more reality TV after the Jersey Shore. Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. And it also it like. It just speaks to the like it's it's the reality posting president thing or the reality TV president thing. Also, our first posting president and the trickle down from that. Like she is straight up just being a poster. Like this this tweet is nonsense. To what's the tweet? It really isn't. It's it says I'll, I'll repeat it. It says, "Do you prefer a wall around DC or a wall along oh, our oh, border?" Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I thought you were leading up a second tweet. No, no. Uh, that tweet that, is that first tweet. I agreed with. Right. Well, right because <laughs> you thought she was talking about Attack on Titan, but yeah. Uh, but what it actually is is insane gibberish because it assumes. That the wall around our border solves the problem of the wall around D.C., which doesn't make any sense because all the people who attacked the Capitol were white dudes from, like, Manassas, Virginia. Uh, unless unless there was <laughs> the biggest deep fake of all time. Sort right, of a, that's the, the only <laughs> other option, which we must always consider as a possibility. Sort of a deep fake on a scale unlike any other, where it could completely replace... The skin tones of, so, you know, well, you're pitching a giant me right now is that the migrant caravan made it to D.C. and attacked the Capitol and then MSNBC, etc. deep faked it to look like QAnon did it. Yes, I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying that the actual QAnon shaman is uh, Russian. Um, well, look, if if that's true, then I guess her tweet makes sense. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a long walk. You know, you, you, you hear Hillary Clinton's got a podcast. Oh yeah. Um, she was, she was, she was like, damn, we gotta, we gotta do an, another commission to see if this Russia did this capital riot. And I'm like, yeah, awesome. I saw that. It was crazy. <laughs> awesome, dude. <laughs> the, the degree to which posting 
has become part of our political lives is so crazy. And that's actually a good segue into like the first thing I super want to talk about. Welcome to the Game Boys podcast, a podcast essentially about video games with me, Lux, and also with Griffin and and moi. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you can introduce me. Well, I wanted to like give you Griffin and then let you get like a thing in, which you kind of did. So wait, you say you say and Griffin, and then I say and I'm Griffin, or just like throw a throw some kind of note on it. That's okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> or like um, you know you heard of us. You could do like a like a fucking uh mob deep thing. <laughs> yeah, you already know that pimpin. Um, so. Lux, I want to push back a little bit on Lauren being just a poster because okay. she's bringing her politics onto the ground. She's she's applying her politics locally. She is avoiding uh, the Capitol Hill metal detectors. She is pushing Capitol Police aside and she most likely has like two Uzis and like a bear knife strapped to her back. Um, and, you know, she's she's coming locked and loaded. I can't I, I can't say that she's just a poster. I mean, she's doing stuff. But the stuff she's doing is just basically real life poster behavior. <laughs> so you may not like it, but she's doing a whole lot more than uh, the anime avatars of Twitter. I mean, she's on the ground. It's true. She's on- maybe maybe for evil, maybe probably for evil. She's on the ground. She's legitimately going by the Twitter replies to her post, just confusing the shit out of her constituents who truly don't seem to know what she's trying to do or why. <laughs> Well, also, she's getting sued by some of her constituents for blocking them on Twitter, saying that if they can't speak to their representative and like Colorado people are suing her being like she blocked me on Twitter and that's infringing on my ability to contact my representative because 100 uh, percent is very funny. It's 100 percent. She shouldn't be allowed to do that. Like that should be a crime. Yeah. Yeah. And also she should reopen her DMs unrelated. Yeah, she should. Uh, I've got a lot of special uh, memes that I've been working on a long time. Um, okay. But so the thing I want to talk about that this, that Lauren Bo relates to this I was into is the, the White House put out the 1776 commission yesterday. Okay. And I don't know how much of it you read or what you looked at, but it is the most. It's a, it's a gamer's perspective on American history. It honestly it fucking is a gamer's perspective on American history. <laughs> it's the craziest shit that I have read. Um, mm-hmm. And like for context, for computer context, one of my side projects is developing a Magic the Gathering lore podcast. And the stupidest thing I've read in the past two weeks is the 1776 commission. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I mean, it is what it is. It's a, a super racist, super fascist, super anti-left accounting of American history. It's, it's just like it's like a racist pamphlet. It's only like 20 pages. It's a PDF. And they spent like four months and like $100 million on it. Yeah. And a few notable things about it. Uh, one of its big claims is that fascism and communism are sort of equally bad, but that fascism doesn't really exist anymore. But communism does. So we got to watch out. Yeah. Um, it's it's like Xbox and PlayStation. Yep. Exactly so. And another fun thing is that basically the way they address history is, look, everyone was doing the way they address slavery is like, look, everyone was doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How could we not do it? No, um, yeah, that is the, the 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 one thing is they're like, some people are saying that the founding fathers are hypocrites. That is untrue. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, right. that's basically what it says. It's, it's the whole thing is very much like, oh, there's like a new version of American history that's been developed over the course of like 100 years of economic work. Yeah, that sort of mm-hmm. is critical of the assumptions of American exceptionalism. And this is a whole 42 page packet that's like actually no America is the best. It's so funny and it's so funny. 
So I'm not like a credentialist. Like, I don't think you need a degree to like talk about a thing or you need to be like a historian to write histories or whatever. But I think it's Vandal. What the fuck could you possibly be working at? I don't think it's unreasonable to say that if you're the White House. Vandal is dissenting. The, the, he, she thought that the packet made a lot of sense to her. Yeah, I know. I've been trying to deprogram her for this past, <laughs> past 24 hours. Um, the If you're the White House and you put out like the new White House approved version of American history and there is not one history professor or PhD historian on your entire fucking panel of researchers and writers the fuck are you doing yeah i mean listen like I, I, the most offensive thing is that they released it on fucking mlk day yeah I mean, that's uh, what i was gonna get to next that's, that's the that's psycho the, shit that's the real thing all this other shit is honestly doesn't blow my mind like the way it blew your mind i think it blows the minds of like his history people but like my man's been way more racist in other ways uh like actively um so it's not like it's not like a heightening it's like to me it's like one of the less racist things he's done to me um, yeah, totally. i think and, and i think so i'm fair. like okay <laughs> like, to, to me it's a heightening it's a heightening in this sense it's a heightening in the sense that like it's a sort of appeal to a certain kind of institutional approval which mm-hmm. is like very but much I'll, not the trump thing but, it's but all the people that believe that shit aren't even going to read the packet. The only people that read this packet are the people yeah. who hate read it. No, so it's like it's made for the haters. It's but, like it's it's hater bait. Right. It absolutely. I'm no no disagreement there. But it is also ostensibly this appeal to like institutional authority. But it's like total gibberish. And anyone within those institutions would tell it total gibberish. And it's so it's like it's this attempt to dress up like a sixth graders book report about America as like a serious government document. And I think it's the funniest, like in some ways, like the single Trumpiest thing, like that he tried to like Trumpify history really quick before he left. I just don't think he was involved at all with this. I think it was like a crank thing. Like it doesn't seem to me like he like like specifically has any like ideological ideas about race. He probably just is a little racist. Mm. Like I don't think he's like a, I don't think he's like a white supremacist visionary. Like he's just an, a selfish loser idiot that also like probably is racist. Yeah, but not I mean, like in a I'm the head of the Ku Klux Klan and I see a new world type of way. Yeah, like but- he's like I like the look. Trump blacks for Trump. We love them. Yeah. Like it's like that kind well, of racism. I think his his racism uh in this something we don't people don't want to talk about. His racism is like very much grounded in like a class character. Like he doesn't really give a shit sure. about black people. He just hates poor people and assumes black people are poor. Totally. Um, and like that's the kind of racist guy that he is, I think, is is that sort of thing, which is distinct from what's going on in, in 1776 for sure. Um, but it is just this funny thing, or like this weird, funny, sad tra- you know, there's just no adjectives for anything anymore because everything's everything all the time. Um, but there's like this weird fucked up thing about it that is like it's this real attempt to sort of just be like uh American history, we gotta go back to like what we were teaching in 1932. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's super weird and it's so shitty and dumb. And it is, it is like you said, it, the basic the game here is what you said. It's to put out this thing. Have a bunch of like progressive people be like, this is stupid as shit. And then have a bunch of maggot people be like, these elites don't care about our history. Look at them shitting on this history document. Like that's the yeah. that's the game. Like that for sure. That's no, the game. And no, one, and no one's reading it. That's the thing. It's just more it's just more culture war shit. And not even in my opinion, interesting culture war shit. So uh, I think I'm it's just like, to waste as much money as they did on this. 
Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. But I'm just like, well, this leads me to something else that you, we both talked about on Twitter, which was this tweet that we saw that uh, for the last uh, nine out of 12 years, a Call of Duty game has been the best selling game in the United States. Uh, without exaggeration, these games are by far the most popular historical narratives being told in this country. Oof, not great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is why we're going to have to start needing gamer historians. Uh, it's really, really important. Um, because, yeah, I mean, if we look at like any of the depictions of a uh, of American history, they are very right wing in yes. video games. Very, very right wing. In fact, I really can't think of a, a left, a leftist vision of uh, history. Like maybe gaming. you get touches on that and like spec ops the line a little bit like gets towards that um, with like cost of militarism, like Vietnam stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as like deeper history, like slavery stuff and founding stuff, you're totally right. Like there isn't a real accounting for that in video games uh, in any real way. And that like, and I think just to go back to the the report, I think that we were talking, you and I were goofing about this online somewhere, but like these two things are like definitely like related, like, like the way that call of duty has constructed this historical narrative of like America's the best we save the world from everyone with gun. And then this 1776 report comes out, like they're talking from the same place about America. And it's this weird pervasive narrative that I think, it's maybe more hilarious and overt in the 1776 report, but I think it's more insidious and dangerous in the context of call of duty, because a lot of people are just, a lot of people have this mistake. I was actually thinking about this yesterday. A lot of people have this mistake where they think the only things that go into their brain are the things that they choose to think about, um, which isn't true. Anything that you engage with at all, like affects your brain, like at least a little bit. So there's all these people who are like playing call of duty and don't think that they're in taking propaganda or in taking historical information or any of that shit, but they like are by osmosis. And like, that's pretty insidious and scary because it means that like these people sort of fill in the gaps of history with (laughs) fucking call of duty. And this is very much reminds me of something that we see in actual politics, but then also in gaming is this thing of, well, for so many decades, game creators and the industry at large claim to want to stay out of politics. But when you stay out of politics, that naturally leads things to have a center right wing view. Like if you if you if you like remove yourself and say, oh, I we just don't think about things. We don't like to think about those types of things that just um, makes it so things slide into these center to right wing perspectives just as an as nature as like natural because that's the society we live in. So this sort of abstaining from politics, which we've seen in games for a long time, and then also in in just like our 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 you know our, our parents' generation and the people before us not wanting to care too much about it, it's like allowed everything to shift towards the right. Right, and like uh, especially with call, these Call of Duty games, they really have been flying under the radar and kind of sneaking in some of the most insidious people, not just from like our American military, uh, like war criminal past, but like from Fox News and stuff <laughs> like that. And it's not like MSNBC is making a video game. Yeah. Um, so it's like the the territory has to a large extent been just totally yielded to uh, center right wing people. Um, yeah, I, th- uh, I think that's that's definitely true. Because so obviously there's like the classic quote, right? Uh, History is written by the winners. <laughs> Um, and Foucault in Societies We Defended and other people in other places talk about this idea that like history itself is like a political thing. It's written by people with an agenda. It's written by people who won the wars, by those who are in power. And its goal is to 
basically tell the story of how we got to where we are in a way that justifies where we are, right? It's like to take the past and massage it and change it in such ways that it tells the story of why right now is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's never, you can't abstain from, if you're talking about history, you're never abstaining from politics because when you abstain from like taking political position, you're assuming the status quo version of it is good. And like you said, that version is deeply, deeply center right and very like militaristic and very like America's the best because we saved the world all these times. We're the big, brave boys. Uh, and Call of Duty like I said, just replicates that narrative and doesn't challenge it. And it just it just like sneaks into people's brains. And there's no like you said, there's no counter programming and there's no really clean way to like articulate the differences there because it's like, look, like you can tell people that history is political all you want. And you can even show them examples of how it's true, but like, it's not going to, it doesn't matter. Right. Cause they're just going to be like, well, that's just not for video games to do. Like there's so many people who are just going to like pump that down the road. But it's like when you, when you have even ignoring things like blaming American war crimes on the Russians or like making you Ronald Reagan's best friend, even like ignoring the really egregious shit, just stuff where it's like, and then Americans liberated the city in World War II and it was great and nothing was bad about it or weird and no, nothing weird ever happened in America about it. And it's not like a bunch of business owners tried to overthrow the government so that we could support the Nazis or anything. That never happened. Um, and when you do that, like, yeah, those things disappear from history and the narrative just becomes how America punched its way to global supremacy, which is like not a great thing. <laughs> I mean, and but what was really astounding about the most recent Call of Duty game was that the game has started to admit that we do war crimes, but insist that actually it's good and cool that like to a certain extent, as people become more like online and like historically literate about America's past, it's harder to ignore it. So their strategy is to actually accept it with open arms as a cool thing and a badass thing to do. Um, Definitely. And that's sort of like the phase we're in now, yeah. uh, which is going to be a lot more mask off type of shit, especially as things heat up with Iran. Uh, I'm going to we're going to be expecting a lot of more mask off type of shit. Like I do expect like uh, the creator of like God of War to do a meme where like Kratos is like blowing up Soleimani or something like I, I just like I see I see a dark future. I mean, we definitely are already uh, seeing it, right? Because we're seeing like libs get up and be like, we got to do more sanctions and like that's just going to trickle down into gaming discourse and general politics yeah. discourse. What does anyone think sanctions are? I'm just really curious. I'm really curious what they do. They think it's like, oh, you don't get to you don't get the PS5. No, it's food and medicine. It's like it is it is a form of warfare. Yeah, and absolutely. Like, it's it's just so funny to me that, the, that like this the grand solution to everything is to just do these sanctions um, that push us ever closer. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's psycho shit. And it's like sanctions are so like you said, it's one important thing about it is like people don't understand how many different kinds of sanctions there are. Like one thing about sanctions is that like my friend's grandpa pays millions and millions of dollars to think tanks to write anti-Iran think pieces so that we can sanction exclusively their, uh, their pistachios <laughs> because right. that makes it so that this American company owns all the best pistachios in America. Cause Iran has nice pistachios. So like sanctions aren't just like a punishment. They're also like a business tactic and like a form of warfare. And they obviously to anyone who has even kind of a brain can realize only really hurt poor people. <laughs> Because they just make necessary resources more expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. 
I'm, I'm, I'm turning off the sadness. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's get you. Let's get jazzed. I want to, I'm, I'm turning on the jazz. Okay. And if I had gotten the soundboard working, I could have hit an incredible jazz number right then, but I didn't because technology's hard. We're working on it. Think about getting some of those, some of those, those lights that you can control the colors of just cause I'm uh, uh, depressed. <laughs> just cause I'm not having a good time. I'm just having a bad quarantine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, sometimes you just got to get those smart lights. So you can go, Hey, lights, 30% purple, please. And then just I'm feel just like, like you're on a spaceship. Uh, yeah. It's like, I'm looking at, uh, I'm reading the news. I'm like, Oh, like LA is like, like removing like, uh, smog rules because they have to burn more bodies. Cause they can't, there's the bodies are piling up so high that they have to, they can't cremate them fast enough because of, uh, smog regulations so the air is just filled with body smoke like literally just chimneys of bodies uh and we're <laughs> yeah i told so i like, told crow that yesterday crow was like it's not that terrible being in la i mean obviously it sucks but like nothing's that bad for me and i was like my man my, my friend like your air pollution rates are going up Strictly because of how many people y'all are cremating. It's very bad to be in L.A. <laughs> and they it were is, like, oh, yeah. shit, I need to leave. Yeah, dude. it is. In, yeah. And so, yeah, you know, I think it's never been a better time to get some to go on Amazon, buy some hue lights, queue up some stuff, you know, just fucking vibe. Just out. Fucking vibe I don't know, dude. man, I'm 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 losing it. I'll be honest. I barely see anyone. I barely see humans. It sucks. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I getting, mean, it's getting like, I think like we're, we're crossing a new, I, one thing about the pandemic that's been interesting is like, uh, it's had these phases. Yeah. Like there was like the first like March through June, we were all like, if we buckle down, we'll be okay. And then it was like, oh, no one's buckling down, but maybe if enough pup people are, it's okay. And then there was like June through like September, October-ish where it was like, things are easing off. Maybe we can do like half capacity restaurants and people can like go on walks and it's like, okay to like go to the store sometimes or whatever. And then mm -hmm. there was like November through, I guess like now where it was like, Oh, everything's getting a thousand times worse and everyone's dying and no one's doing anything. And now we're at this point where it's like, well now it's starting to get nice out again. People want to like engage with other people. It's becoming the season for doing that. Vaccines like theoretically exist. And so like every element of being in quarantine seems so much more trying now because it's like it's we're almost at springtime. It's almost like this season for like barbecues and having drinks outside and like going swimming and shit. And it's like you can't do that because fucking if you do, you'll die of COVID. <laughs> it is it is it is really psycho. It's like I, I just in in so many different ways, we are in a war right now, like uh, in terms of death count. Uh, in terms of like a lot of different things, political uh, unrest, uh, but it's so quiet and it's like I almost just wish I could hear the explosions going off or something instead because it's this really psycho where it's, it's a beautiful day outside, but there's like an eeriness to it. And then you just you look at the news and they're like, we literally like don't have any places to put bodies anymore. So we're putting them out in the parking lots. It's just like it's pretty it's just it, it's this weird like day nightmare uh, that is like super unsettling. And I just, I just really, I wish it was zombies or something. I, I don't it is, know. It is like, it is the most sort of like internal of the apocalypse scenarios for sure. Yeah. Like it's definitely the one where the movie's about 
the movies about the pandemic apocalypse is always like have like scary mm. moments, but kind of hinge on like people dealing with like the ubiquity of an unseen enemy and like the sort of mental toll of that. And that's like mm-hmm. super where we're at now. Like it's just, it's everyone is going crazy in their own ways. Like there's no one, no one I know is like holding up it, it like in a way that where it's like, you're doing sane and fine. Like there's no yeah. one I know who like is okay. And it's like, and it's like at this point, it's like, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, Republicans would say that we can't let, you know, the cure be worse than the virus or whatever. And they were saying that not, you know, they were they, they weren't being genuine when they said that they were saying that for their own ulterior like motives to keep the fucking blood engines running. Um, but like there is some truth to it now. Like how many fucking I mean, we did all this stuff. We've given everyone PTSD and anxiety and mental illness. And then and, and then everyone is still dead. Uh, and, 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 and so it's like, it did, you didn't do it right. It didn't help. And like, you you can't argue that we aren't all developing mental illnesses no. that are, and it's just really, really bad. It's, it's not, it just can't go on like this yeah, I mean, uh, it's, anymore. It's a real statement to like the, both what a government is supposed to be for and what American government does. Because like this is exactly like if you look at countries just around the world, like most similar to American countries, they fucking paid like back salary or a base minimum to everyone for like the entire pandemic, mask mandates, shutdowns, like super strict regulation. And now like they get to have sports again and like no one's sick in New Zealand and like you can have a crowded train in Japan and you're not going to die. And like it's all this stuff that like you're saying is the sort of daily input and engagement that keeps all of our brains going like a normal person because it's not just I think one thing you're getting at that's important is it's not just like seeing your buds that keeps you sane it's like you walk to 7-Eleven and then like you see other people and there's just like human movement and sound and like doing stuff and that like contextualizes like puts you in a place in the world and we just like don't Mm -hmm. have that anymore at all and it's like a huge it's obviously a huge governmental failure and it's one that like really speaks to like in America government uh government like is just supposed to like facilitate economics it's not about protecting individuals it's supposed to, like everywhere else in the fucking world where the government's job is to make sure that individuals are okay but america is just like a profit extraction machine mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty awesome it is um, pre- you know it is pretty awesome <laughs> it's pretty cool we're number one at something though yeah that's um, true <laughs> um yeah like uh i just they where they where the republicans wanted us to be at the start of this thing we're here now and whatever sick type of twisted herd immunity thing they're going to start suggesting and getting back to work that's just there's just no other option now unfortunately and uh, they did this to us and we can't ever let them forget uh what after all these people are about to die um Yeah, we just can't ever let this happen again. We sort of our timeline sort of got fucked, but we can, you know, try to make sure that there's some sort of future anime, you know, spinoff generation, sort of the Boruto, if you will, of American politics. Yeah. Um, that we're hopefully we can get this right. One, one hopes. I mean, if there's I'm we'll see today, I'm I'm already getting prepared for. Uh, 
Schumer uh, to just like let me down again today when he seeds the ground on the lead on the filibuster to McConnell when they had their little meeting this afternoon. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, very excited for that. Uh, because like because because like what you're saying is there is it is. Look, even I will say that this is how insane this is. Even the Biden people, not the people on Twitter who we've been fighting with about the two thousand dollar checks because they're idiots who don't understand anything. But like the like actual people in the administration seem to understand that the way out of this whole crisis to spend a ton of money on a ton of infrastructure and social service issues, even fucking austerity Democrats like like fucking Steve Manchin seem to be aware. It's like yesterday, Manchin was talking about a four trillion dollar in like like infrastructure plan, like even like your mansions are aware of this shit. Um, and so letting them have the filibuster is just a way of letting the Republicans continue to under, like to continue to slow this down and continue to give Democrats an obstructionist to point to. If they're fucking serious about doing the shit that they're saying at all, they can't do that. Right. Like that's the thing is like what you're saying is there is a way out of this. And it's a way out of it that people even people who suck ass seem to know the way out of this. Um, and it's just a question of like, are they going to do it? Um, and we'll no, see. They're not. They're not. Probably no, they're not. not. This timeline, this timeline's overlux. You should, you should have just left it there. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, but you know, what, guys, I do want to, I do want to turn a happy note. There has been something that has caught my interest. I want to talk about a game for a second. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yes. Uh, have you, have you played this game yet, Lux? Not yet. Uh, I'm probably going to during this week that I have largely off because of the because of cool news that we'll announce one day. We should do we should do an episode next week about it because I'm going to start playing it this week. Uh, I watched the trailer and I'm downloading it right now. And wow, it just it, it looks like exactly what I need. It's sort of some soul medicine, if you will, it's sort of like uh, a Super Mario Odyssey type of uh, hell yeah vibe. Yeah, it's my it's my next game on the list after Valkyria Chronicles. Maybe I'll hot shot as we can talk about it next week, especially if Jordan can play it. What is the. Uh, the trailer did not make it clear what the style of gameplay is. Though. It's kind of they're kind of the Yakuza games are kind of like GTA. Like you walk around a lot and yeah. like talk to people and do jobs and there's like fighting and there's shooting and there's like okay, cool. negotiating stuff. They're super fun. The thing about them that's really fun in my experience is that the worlds are just mega detailed. Like, yeah, like everyone at the karaoke bar like has a, like a deal. Like the stuff you liked mm-hmm. about cyberpunk is very present in the Yakuza games. And I think better executed, honestly. Oh, fuck. I, I love it then. I haven't played like a dragon, but like Yakuza Zero, I think when we were talking about cyberpunk, I even might have mentioned it is like very like to me, it's a lot of the same notes that you were describing liking about cyberpunk. And I've heard like a dragon yeah. is very good. Um, yeah, yeah, so totally. I'm excited for that. And I'm sure honestly, what we should do is see if Rory's playing it because Rory, our friend Rory Blank, is a absolute Yakuza game fanatic. I think he's played all of them. Is he now? I know it's out for PC, but I don't think it comes out for PS5 for like another month and a half or something. Okay, so then he and I probably can't play it till it comes out on the PlayStations that we have. Well, it might be PS4, though. Okay, let's let's, let's find out. Let's see. Because he and like I both have that. Yakuza yeah, like a dragon. Um, and he can play PS4 games on his PS5. Yeah, uh, yeah, he can. It is, it's out for PS4. Okay, then I'll, I'll look into it after yeah. this, off this pod. But like, yeah, he's played all of them, so we should try and have him on for it. But yeah, it's, it's those games are so fun and it's it speaks to this like 
especially right now, honestly, with all the stuff you were just saying about how you're feeling, it seems like the Yakuza game is like perfect because it's like yeah, a game where you it. still like, get to walk around the town and like go to the arcade and like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't just complaining, guys. I was I was leading you guys down a path of soul redemption. showing you we're all sad. And then I gave you a solution. OK, and the solution is play Yakuza like a dragon, a game neither Griffin or I have played yet. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it looks awesome. The trailer is fucking sick. Um, mm-hmm. I one yeah. one thing I love about those games is that various New Japan pro wrestling stars show up in as like sort of like background side characters, um, which is very funny. Like I think in one game Tanahashi is like at a bar, and like there's another game where you like meet Okada at like a fighting ring. Um, and so it's like just fun and weird to see like the small subsection of Japanese celebrity I understand kind of expressed in that way. Um, but they're just super fucking fun, man. They're fun and they're it's a cool, it's a cool world and it's a cool setting. It's gonna it's be great. A bit yeah, I'm, diff- I'm excited. It's also very different from other stuff. Um, it'll be nice for me to get into that after I played Trails and then now Valkyria Chronicles. I've been on a real tactical RPG <clears throat> tip for three weeks yeah. now. Yeah, that'll be good. And uh, that'll be something I think we both need right now. Yeah, and again, I'm like, how is how are people without a con- like I, I'm talking to like my two friends who don't play video games and they they are to- they're fully riddlered. They're they're they've lost it. Their head has been riddled with holes. Uh, they don't have they don't have anything to do. It's it's insane. They're like like one of my friends just like did a Photoshop of like me and him hanging out. And it was so sad. If you're listening, it was pathetic. Get a console. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking wild, man. It's crazy. I mean, last night, like I was, I was talking to you, I was, we were talking about got me going on Chum, And last night I was like, oh, I'm just like hosting a game night of like all these disparate people just so that like I have a social event with some people. Like I get to like do anything. Um, is it, it is that's hard. why everyone goes to Chum Room. It, Chum Room is the social event. It's the gala every night, baby. Yeah, well, that's you know, it's part of the reason I show up on Chum Room. It's just like there's, I don't know. It's this weird time where like, yeah, gaming is like feels more important than ever, just because like you have to get out of it. Like you can't, or at least I can't. And I know you can. And I don't think most people we know can like live in 2021 Earth 24 hours a day anymore. Like it's just like it's too much of an ask psychically to handle. Um, and so you need game shit because the other option, you know what happens if you don't do games, honestly, you know what happens is you turn into like the person who tweeted out that shit that I was yelling about on Twitter earlier, where you're like, we've toppled a dictator. Donald Trump is gone. Like, that's what happens to your brain. If you don't play video games is like, you have to turn like real life into this fantasy. And it's like, you can't do that because the stakes of real life shit like that are way too high. Um, because then the stakes of that Mm -hmm. are this forever, (laughs) Oh, which is like yeah, we should yeah. try I mean, to avoid I mean, like that. all those people all those people just need like we just need our own american version of like the british royalty so that all these people have like a shiny thing to pay attention to while like real politics happens elsewhere like that would fix so many problems in our american discourse like all these people who like view like kamala harris as like their celebrity and their cool mom like like they could just put all that energy into like a royal family and like leave like the actual real material politics to people who aren't fucking rubes. Yeah, I think to, it would be actually be really healthy. I, I really like that system of government. And I, and at first I was like, why do they have a royalty? And I was like, oh, it's because a large population of humans only want to access things on that level. Okay. That's good. Good for them. Yeah, I, it's well, finger, fingers, uh, fingers crossed that something doesn't 
I'm just letting you guys know I will be the new king of America. Griffin's okay? auditioning for the position. I'm not, and it I, will be drama. <laughs> I like. I'm not pro monarchy, but I do like the idea of having like a fake monarch as just like a reality yeah, fake show. Monarch, yeah, fake monarch. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, like, I think yeah, that's a great monarchy. idea. I think, and I think you'd be great yeah. for it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you'd have uh, you know, so, Archer around. You could yell at people on Twitch, and everyone would be like, "Oh, the king got mad on Twitch. This is the news cycle." And like, low key, Bernie Sanders has a stimulus package. Your plan exactly. Is, everyone gets a, distracted. It's a great plan. <laughs> it's like as I'm mm-hmm. talking myself through it, I think it's a great plan. <laughs> All the people, all the energy they put into it, it can actually go to somewhere where they can just, you know, they can. It's it's nice. It's like a screaming corner. Um, but like, you know, I, I've been playing another game, Lux. Playing a little game called Fallout New Vegas. Are you playing? Because the... I've been getting excited about the Portland mod. Okay, that's what I was going to ask about. Have you been playing the Portland mod? I am trying to figure out how to install it still. All right, we're off to a great start here. <laughs> so, it, you know, for those who don't know, Fallout New Vegas. Well, Fallout New Vegas is my favorite Fallout game. Probably, undeniably, the best Fallout my game. My favorite Fallout game uh, also, I'd say. And uh, for about like seven or eight years, fans have been making their own modded expansion of the game set in a new town. And they actually like did all the voice acting themselves and they wrote quest lines. And it's like a real fucking content dlc made entirely by fans that you can download off the internet it's one of the biggest uh to ever really do anything like that in terms of the scale of the content uh, i am excited to see how fucked up and janky it is um but uh that's really fun but th- what i've been enjoying right now lux is i i've originally played this game on ps3 and you know the fall of new vegas already was pretty notorious for being janky at times and having some hilarious glitches yeah it was pretty um, it was pretty buggy despite how much good it was doing but yeah exactly but it didn't matter because it was just so fucking good um but like the PS3 version just looked like such shit compared to the PC version I'm playing now. Like I, you couldn't even like see buildings in the distance on PS3, but like on PC, I can like see the whole map span out in front of me. And it's like, I'm like playing the game for the first time again, in a way, like seeing things for the first time. And like, like there, there is something to like an open world game when you're like are on a Vista like and you see the things out in the distance like there is like some art to that that i like completely was missing on ps3 yeah, i mean you and i've talked like, in the context of games a lot about like how important draw distance is and how important it is to like see kind of far and be like inspired to explore that stuff and mm-hmm. i also played i also played fallout on playstation so it's like imagining fallout new vegas which i know to be this kind of like lush extraordinary game with all this stuff in it the idea of like seeing those things far away and then like going on the long journey and watching them like get bigger and bigger in the distance sounds like a much better version of that game than the version that I played where <laughs> stuff just kind of showed up eventually when you got close it just, yeah it's like oh wow there's something in there now yeah, yeah or it's like, like you close into a building and then you can see a building and also like like Fallout New Vegas the, the the color scheme is like poop colored like it is just like grays and greens and black and like blacks and like it all just kind of turned into a smear on PS3 but like with like the PC graphics of it like and like sh- and like it allows it all to sort of have its own distinct color and not get smeared together so it feels less poop colored and more like old and like lived in and like you're able to see items better 
and you're able to sort of like exist in the space in a way <laughs> that you want to for longer. And it's like, holy shit, this game that already was one of the best games I've ever played. I'm now like getting to see it for the first time again. And it's, it's like taking the weights off and, and getting to jump high. It's great. Yeah, it, it seems that's if my you, I would say you got to get a PC. That's dude. my one thing. Like, well, I got to got to get that's, a fucking that's PC. That's my, my, my biggest PC argument is what you just described is that like it's so awesome. There is this like gradient of of sort of graphic immersion that I just don't have access to. Um, hey, you know what we talked about off the pod? I think you earned it. Yeah, I we'll think see. you earned it. We'll see if that if that all pans out. That's extremely high on the list because also you just became the chief of the FBI. Yeah, I'm the new James Comey. Um, uh, they're making me a mu- they're making me a lot taller. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, actually, also my friends Jared and Andy from uh, the End Society, uh, which is a cool group that uh, tries to single in in one sit down beat various NES games on Twitch. Um. They were both talking to me about how good VR has gotten um, and how crazy that like playing like the swords and sorcery or Skyrim games in VR has become like how super sick it is. Um, And so now I'm even more invested in getting a PC because I do want to like try that out because like my dream is just to be a wizard. (laughs) So like (laughs) if if I can play a VR game, we're going to just like be a wizard in the garage. Like that's incredible to me. So I, I, I'm looking into it. I also need to bug some of our friends who have offered to send me their PCs and then stopped responding to messages about it. Really? Wow. That doesn't sound like any of my friends. Um, well, I mean, um, I, I dropped off too. It's not, it's not a one way street. We both fucked up, but I got to unfuck anyways. it. Anyways, I got to unfuck yeah. it. And then if he doesn't unfuck it, then it's a one way street and I get to be angry. So <laughs> updates to come. The, the, the one that I got, uh, the PC that I got, like they already like they've, they've been selling them like hotcakes. And I, already, I think they knocked like two hundred dollars more off of it. So uh, no, okay. if you're if you if, well, if like. It just it's it, for what you get out of it, it's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, once things are more officially official, I might hit you up about that. And also once I figure out a place yeah. to put it, because this, the question of where do I put a PC remains <laughs> substantial. This isn't this is insane, guys. Lux lives in a giant house. It's not okay. It's a pretty big house. He's like, where do I put my computer? It's a pretty big house. I don't have total control over all the the entire environment. Is how I'll put it. Put in the backyard. I I do. I am out there most of the time, anyways. Yeah, put it on the pat on the porch. Put on the patio. I'll just smoke fifty five cigs and play on my PC. Actually, it sounds pretty good. Um, Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, is there any other gaming stuff going on? I've been playing Valkyria Chronicles, which if you need an XCOM, if you need an XCOM fix, mm. um, really hits a lot of the same spots. Um, it's not exactly the same as XCOM, but it's very similar. Obviously, you're not fighting aliens. You're fighting anime versions of Germans. <laughs> is this on the Switch? or uh, I think on? it's on Switch. I'm playing on PS4. Okay. Uh, they did a remaster a couple years ago. Um, and the basic premise is like the you're from this small country and this big empire that's basically Germany invades because they want your resources and like you lead a small gang of ragtag troops to like fight against them. And it's a lot of like you have to run from spot. You have like a certain number of moves per turn and you move your pieces around the board and you have to like shoot guys. And there's like accuracy sort of is randomized and it's like very turn based, like your turn, their turn, all the same kind of rules as XCOM. A couple of small differences. Europa. Yeah, Europa is is Germany. No, Europa is the okay. world. Germany is something. Europa is the world. Yeah, but it's it's very like it's very World War Two, and it's like very barely coded. 
Um, yeah, it looks it looks just like World War II. <laughs> yeah, it super is. It's so funny. But it is like it really I didn't expect it because I was just like fucking around and I saw like, oh, it's like a tactical tanks RPG. Like it'll probably be like a Final Fantasy Tactics or something. And it really feels like XCOM um, in a lot of spots, which is really fun. It's really filling a certain kind of a uh, gap, which is specifically the only type of video game that makes me angry. <laughs> um, uh, this really, would be great on Switch. Is this on Switch, though? That's I think really it is. important. I think I saw uh, it on I'll Switch. Um, I think I saw it on Switch, but yeah, it, it's it's good for me to get back. Oh, yeah, into, it it's good for nice. me to get back into the only genre of game that like f- makes me flip out at the computer. Um, <laughs> like I'm usually very calm about games. I'm usually getting super mad about it, but fucking these kind of like uh, percentage based accuracy tactical RPG things. Uh-huh. When like someone's like when it's like oh there's a seventy percent chance to hit and then you shoot three times and they all miss I will like mm-hmm. lose my fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to like channel that kind of emotionalism because like we were getting at earlier like all emotions are truncated and weakened now in this like state of mental barrage we live in. So it's nice to like just feel something, mm-hmm. even if that something is just like screaming at my PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, that's great stuff. Um, so. There's a gamer I wanted to talk about. There's a there's a specific gamer I want to talk about for those who have stuck through the episode until now. Special gamer. Uh, that gamer is Andrew Yang. Ah, <laughs> uh, the mayor uh, of gamers. As we know, Andrew Yang was the only presidential candidate of 2020 to have a video game about running for president, making him the gamer president. Like it or not. He's the gamer president. And now he is running for mayor of New York City. How do you feel about that, Lux? I don't think it makes any sense, and I think he'd do a bad job. <laughs> um, that said, I think it is the funniest mayoral campaign I've ever seen. It, it is so good. It, everything he says, it is. Someone pointed this out. Like, he does fit into this, this sort of framework of New York mayors, which is like people who get elected who seem to be broadly disliked and mostly just roasted by the citizens of New York, but then also are their mayor and they just have to like live with that. Like mm-hmm. he fits very much into like the, the, the Giuliani Bloomberg de Blasio like lineage. Um, but everything he's been doing is just like the most insanely roastable shit, like going to a grocery store and calling it a bodega and talking about how important bodegas are or like just all these fucking posts about like what it's like to live in New York when it's like the, which are posts that aren't about what it's like to live in New York and have indicate that he's like have no indication that he's ever the- been to New York. And it's incredible. It's he post cringe. He post cringe. But the weird thing is about it is that like he's still more relatable to people than like most of these fucking sick, weird ghouls. And like, so like, it doesn't matter if he's like Mr. Reddit man, like, like, because at the end of the day, that is like at least a person that, you know, as opposed to like, I don't know who the fuck Bill de Blasio is. Like, I don't know what the fuck that weirdo is all on about. Uh, but people do have uh, a genuine reaction to Andrew Yang. Um, Except this video that I saw yesterday. Is it the bodega one? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that one was psycho. Have you not seen the food line one? Oh, that one's also psycho. Okay, so the food line one <laughs> is one of the... 
That's so crazy. It is one of the craziest ones I've seen so far. Um, basically, he is doing, uh, uh, he is walking along an insanely long food line in New York. We've seen pictures of these in Texas, New York, all over the place. It's a disaster. It's like there's just bread lines fucking everywhere. Um, and he is doing a campaign video, like talking about how he'll fix all this, but it's like, you're starving. You're in a line for hours there. And it's like, do you want to be put on camera like for that? Like I, it just, it just seemed to be a little just dark and galling no. and sort of like, it just, I just don't know. I don't want to be shamed it's, like that and be like, look, look, here are the poor people. It's these people are incredibly poor and they're desperate and I am going to fix that if you vote for Yang. And it's just like, yes, I know that like we want to talk to like we want to talk to poor people and we want to help poor people. But none of these people consented. None of these people got in line for an Andrew Yang commercial. They got in line because they are starving. Well, it's also, <laughs> and there is a difference. And it's important to remember, like, he doesn't really talk to or engage with them. And I'll bet you $10,000 right now he didn't get fucking image release flyers from any of those people. Right? Like, they just went down. They found, like, they found these people who are in, like, what pro are probably one of the worst situations of their lives dealing with like a total crisis. And then Andrew fucking Yang just like goofily walks by them. And it's like, look at these pores. They're having a bad time. We got to fix New York and, and like, giving them like elbows and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm just like, dude, like, uh, like it's so funny that like even with that bullshit he's still more relatable than these other freaks and like that's why it goes to show that it's like if you have a little bit of money and you know how to like be even slightly a normal fucking person like it doesn't matter like how shitty you can be at times it's i will say actually this is touching on one of my nascent political ideas that is still in the oven so this is going to not be totally fully cooked but like on the on the if you're a democrat what you just described a hundred percent. If you're a rich guy who seems like 10% like a normal person, like people will go gaga. That 10% does not matter on the Republican side. They are happy to elect total fucking freaks. In fact, mm -hmm. they almost yeah. exclusively elect total fucking freaks. And then the mm -hmm. Democrats like weird call to be normal um, has left them vulnerable to these Andrew Yangs because like they'll show up and be like, I'm kind of normal. And then everyone's like, good enough. Um, mm -hmm. and it's very funny and weird, uh, because like the, it's all the, the, it's, it's not great when a qualification for being a politician is just like seeming like a sane person. Mm -hmm. Um, and I say yeah. this as someone who's, and, you know, has mental health issues, but like just seeming like you're a well-balanced individual, it should not be a qualifier for being the mayor of the biggest city in the country. Yeah. Um, and I just don't even know why you'd want to be mayor of New York. It's like a politically career ruining like decision. And I just like it, it doesn't make sense. I, I don't know. It's one of those things that I think it's very easy to imagine. You do a good job as mayor of New York and then become president. Like, I think it's but it, that's never how it works out, though. Yeah, at, totally. A hundred percent. It's well, it's very much in like the sort of like classic like sports or whatever, like thing where like there's clearly a way to do it this way and it can work and we'll keep trying till it does work. And I think that's mm -hmm. what mayor of New York is. It's like no one's done it yet. But the narrative is very obvious. Like, look, yeah, I was the mayor of the most diverse, craziest city in America and I, I made everything better. And if I can do it for New York where 
it's America, it's America plus in New York in certain ways, then I can do it for the rest of America too. Like that's an, an easy narrative to make. It's just that mm-hmm. no one's been able to make New York better and it's only ever gotten worse. Well, speaking of making things better, I, I, I had something sort of saved that I wanted to uh, read with you, Lux, here just to sort of round out this episode because this is something that did make the world a better place. I'm messaging at you right now because because we're going to trade off uh, reading this Twitter thread. Okay. This Twitter thread is how the Avengers would respond to the Capitol riot, a thread. <laughs> okay, uh, there's a reply to this thread that is the maybe the best tweet I've ever read that I'll, t- I'll say, I'll tell you about it after we All read right. the thread. Well, I'll start. Okay. okay, Captain America tells Falcon, I fought Nazis once before. They're extremely dangerous. They then see the guy scaling the Capitol wall fall into the shrubs. Falcon, you sure these the same Nazis? Iron Man, used, uh, lands by the guy carrying the podium, says, Mind if I borrow this? Then tosses it to Hulk, who swings like a bat at the mob. Guy, hey, that's my podium. Iron Man, actually, it's the speakers, and technically, it's a lectern. Then punches him through a wall. Oof. Uh, Black Widow enters hotel room where Jack Dorsey is tied up, rips duct tape off his mouth. Jack, I'll do anything you want. Black Widow, disable POTUS's Twitter now. Jack fumbles with his phone. Done. Anything else? Black Widow, yeah, trim your beard for God's sake. Tosses him clippers. Hulk grabs a selfie stick from one of the guys and beats him over the head with it. Deeming it too small, he grabs another guy's Confederate flag and takes out a whole swath of rioters. He then tosses the flag to Cap, who uses it as a javelin to impale a fleeing Ted Cruz. Oh my god. <laughs> Hawkeye. So Here's Iron Man in his earpiece say, looks like Orange Julius is tweeting from another account. Hawkeye, on it. He locks in on Trump through the White House window and fires an arrow, knocking the phone out of Trump's hands. Hawkeye, damn, that felt good. Thor comes face to face with a Viking guy, says defensively, what is st- the Viking guy? <laughs> defensively, that's the QAnon shaman. What a stupid outfit, Star Lord. He's dressed exactly like you, Thor. No, not likely. I don't wear rabbit hats. Uh, Rocky Raccoon says, it's a raccoon. Whatever. The point is, I do not look like him. Uh, just then Drax approaches the Viking guy and casually says, hey, Thor, Star-Lord shoots Thora, told you so, look. Groot whispers, I am Groot to Rocket, and they both laugh. Okay, okay. no more, no, no more, no more. Are you more, sure? Because no we, we're, we're about halfway we're, are through. We, are, are we almost done? Are we done? We're, we're like a little <laughs> okay. bit more than halfway through, I think. Uh, you go to the next one. That's uh, Doctor Strange sees Josh Hawley running on the Capitol Hall. Strange opens a time portal and Hawley runs right into it. We see Hawley tumble out into the year 1984. Wrong. Now that is Orwellian. Uh, or Wong says, now that is Orwellian. And Strange says, no, it's not. Has anyone actually read that book? A Spider-Man hears Iron Man in his ear say, zip tie guy at three o'clock. Why don't you show him how it's done, kid? Peter swings across the rotunda and spots him. He shoots webs across the guy's hands Gross. and ankles, hog tying him. Then joins the rest of his class on their field trip. Oh, no. This is the worst one so far. Uh, Black Panther, as riders chant, let us into the cabin. Door. They're suddenly drowned out by a louder Yabambe chant led by T'Challa, where the two groups converge. One white woman asks if Jabari, if the Jabari have a permit, and another accuses M'Baku of stealing her cell phone. 
Winter Soldier. While easily fending off a mob, Captain America says, I actually can do this all day. He then spots Bucky Barnes amongst the rioters wearing a QAnon shirt. No! <laughs> Cap says, oh no, he got brainwashed again. Uh, Ant-Man, he's tasked with leading the members of Congress out of the fray. He shrinks down and lands in Mike Pence's hair to direct him and the others to safety. A photo of this goes viral as people think the debate fly has returned. Oh my God. Captain Marvel. The squad confronts the guy in Pelosi's office and demands he give her back her mail. The squad or we'll take it back. Guy, you and what army? Then Captain Marvel, Gamora, Scarlet Witch, Valkyrie, and every other female MCU character descend into the room one by one. And Thanos sends out a tweet distancing himself from Trump. God, that sucks. And now let me read the best response to it. The first reply from at ha ha ha. Oh, man, you guys got to start jacking off before you post. <laughs> Which I think is 100 percent the, the takeaway from that threat. Folks, we did it again. It's a Biden culture. These people are the smartest thinkers and they get the most high paying jobs and they will talk down to you about everything. And this is uh, how they think. It's a beautiful, beautiful mind palace. Um, and yeah, I guess that's that's what I wanted to leave you with. We got them, folks. Yeah, there's Mission accomplished. The Avengers did it. They did that. <laughs> yeah. Period. Let that sink into your pores. Let it be a second skin till you barely recognize yourself in the mirror. Great. What a fun note to end on. Uh, the worst Twitter thread I've read in months. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that was that's I mean, we can't top it. Uh, Griff, you got anything to plug? No. Yeah. All right. Well, check out Twitch.tv show stream room. I don't mean specific this week. More to come soon. Uh, we'll change the plug section next time. So make sure you tune in next week to Game Boys. Goodbye, everyone. Yo, put the plugs in the beginning. And we could do that. <laughs>